on in. Come on in. Come right on in as we get ready to prepare for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This with none yes. other than Dr. Kresslin Ellis. Hey. 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 <laughs> yes. You all go ahead and love, like, and share. Love, like, and share. Share it with everyone you know. Tag everyone that you know because it's going down. The enemy yes. is really tried to stop this interview, but we rebuke that. Yes, all day. <laughs> In the name all of day, Jesus. every day. <laughs> yes. so I want to say good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you may be tuning in live with us, whether you're joining us on Facebook, on my private Facebook group, Broken Pieces to Peace, or on my personal Facebook group, or YouTube, or any other social media platforms. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so happy and grateful that you've taken out time out of your schedule to join us wherever you may be tuning in live with us. So for episode number three for the year wow. of season two of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This, where it is my mission, my goal, and my desire to share with the world the crisis or those traumas, right? that God has permitted in our lives, and then those triggers or those defining moments that was used to strengthen our faith along the way. And then, of course, those triumphs or those victories where we ex that we have experienced where we glorify God and to help the millions of people who are out here waiting, right? And so I am so honored, so honored and blessed to have none other than my featured guest for this evening, Dr. Kresslin Kelly Ellis. Welcome, 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 Dr. Kresslin. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I am super excited as well. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and click love, like, and share. Share it with as many people as possible. Let them know that we are here live with none other than Dr. Kresslin Kelly Ellis, all right? Dr. Kresslin, affectionately uh, known also as Dr. Kresslin, or Dr. Kresslin Ellis, also known as Dr. Kresslin, uh, is a leadership consultant, certified spiritual life coach, and a speaker who is known for catalyzing radical self-reflection while helping others unlock their inner guide to find the direction and results they seek. She is passionate about busting the myths that life is living. Let me go back here. She's very passionate about busting the myth that life is living in a box of unbending structure, sticking to the script and having everything figured out. How many people think they have everything figured out? <laughs> but you can't do it, right? Absolutely. This is the show for you, okay? <laughs> this is definitely the show for you. Dr. Kresslin believes that pursuing your dreams can be a messy job. Yes, it can. Anybody, do we have any witnesses out there? And that there is no universal manual that works for everyone except the word of God. Can I add that? Except the word of God. And yet we are all deserving and capable of discovering our own purpose, and path, pursuing our grandest life vision, and making an impact on the world. That's huge. Dr. Kresslin leads seminars and workshops and speaks to audiences around the country. She has inspired thousands of individuals at conferences, corporations, schools, colleges, community events, and churches. She has appeared as an expert on various radio and local TV uh, programs as and has appeared as an expert on various radio and local television programs, as well as on national podcasts, speaking on a range of issues and specifically life, love, and leadership. Come on now. Anybody want to know about some life, love, and leadership? She deemed those three as the most important aspects of existence. Hallelujah. She grew up Born and raised, cornbread fed in Huntsville, Alabama. Come on now. 
<laughs> Woo, yes. So, homegirl, alert, Huntsville, Alabama in the house. Mm-hmm. And she received a BBA from Faulkner Christian University. She went on to receive her master's degree as a special uh, in special education in special education from Alabama A&M University, Alabama Ooh. Bulldogs in the house. Ooh. And she has a doctorate in education administration and division from Tennessee State University. Today, she continues to develop herself through additional coursework participating in mastermind groups and is currently pursuing a PhD in psychology from North Central University, where her research is focused on the culture selfie on the cultural self-betrayal of the black woman. Anybody been <laughs> self-betrayed as a black woman? Hallelujah. We're going to find out about that. Mm. And I'm going to skip on down because she has a plethora of uh, accolades and uh, in her bio, well-deserved. Finally, she um, she enjoys meditating, reading, traveling, movies, cooking with her family, her husband, her beautiful children and grandchildren. And not only, I, I really am super excited because she's not only all these great things on her bio, she's also my cousin. So I am super excited and so <laughs> privileged uh, to have family in the house on who wouldn't serve a God like this. And we get a chance to praise God together and share um, her experience and be able to change lives together. So I am super, super, super excited and so grateful that you've accepted the invitation to come and share with us today. So with that being said, welcome, Dr. Thank you. Thank you. And I thank you and I honor you for not allowing kinship and familiarity to keep you from inviting me because we know that, you know, a prophet is not honored in their own town and amongst Mm. their own people. Mm. So the fact that family can be together and still come together and share a platform is a beautiful thing. So thank you for letting God lead you in this. Praise God. Praise God. It's such an honor. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into it. And so before we get started, the ones who are joining me in my private Facebook group, Broken Pieces to Peace, if you want to make comments in the comment section, go ahead and give StreamYard permission to see your name so that we will know who's making comments in the comment section. All right. And so without further ado, Dr. Cressman, what was that? You know that, of course, the show is who wouldn't serve a God like this. So what was that traumatic thing or those traumatic things that happened to you in your life? Share with our audience today. Hmm. I've had several traumas. The very first one I can remember was when my father passed away suddenly uh, from an overdose. Um, I I don't think I grieved that. I was 11. And so I don't think I grieved that until I was about 38 years old. Mm. Um, but that was the first uh, major traumatic thing that I could remember. But if I, if I get real honest, I have to say I was probably born in trauma. Mm. My mother uh, uh, had my brother September 26, 1969, and had me September 27, 1970. Wow. And because she was a young mother, uh, 16, uh, when she had my brother, and 17, she had me, even though she was a married woman, she was so embarrassed about going to the hospital that she, she, after she had my brother and then she was pregnant with me some three months later, she never went to the hospital with me until she had me. So I was wrapped and nurtured in guilt and shame, which is traumatic within itself. So I wow. was birthed in trauma and then experienced my father's suicide at 11. And then, um, after that, I became gravely ill at the age of um, 15. 
um, gravely ill. I was about 68 pounds when I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And that was in 1985 or six wow. when, before people knew what Crohn's was, um, it was more likely to happen in white males. I had been in and out of the hospital for over a year and I was just melting away. Nobody could diagnose me mm. until I ended up at the uh, UAB children's hospital. And, wow. um, and so, uh, like I said, gravely ill, nearly died, but, Thank God for great doctors and research hospitals and a and a mother that wouldn't give up on me. Um, that was the next traumatic experience. And then I've had some other little traumas throughout life, but my, I guess my my most current trauma, which was about um, 11, 12 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, is when I went through a divorce. Mm. It was very traumatic, even though I was the one who wanted it. I, I filed and all that, but Divorce is never easy, whether you're the one who wanted, whether you don't want it, whether you're at fault, whether you know, you're not at fault. It doesn't matter. It is not an easy situation. And it was very difficult for me because uh, we were very active in our church. I was very active in church and ministry, and um, I chose not to talk about it within uh, the church. And so uh, those relationships that I had with people who called themselves my mother, my friends, you know, my brothers were very strained because I would not talk about it and because uh, and because of the divorce. So that was very that was probably out of everything I've gone through the most traumatic. I don't know if it was more wow. traumatic or it was just that I was at an age where I was aware that I'm traumatized and sure. um, I'm at an age where I, I'm clear about what's going on. But it felt like the most traumatic of them all. Mm. Mm, mm. That's that's good. Thank you so much for sharing and being transparent. Oh yeah. And so, in those traumatic experiences, I want to hear. I want you to share with our audience because um, our our my mother and your father were siblings, mm-hmm. right? And so, in that, you had other siblings. Right. Share with them that aspect of your story. Yes, I'm from a very blended family, very blended. Uh, My mother, again, got pregnant with my brother when she was six. I guess she was probably 15. She had him when she was 16. But either way, she got pregnant at a young age. And my grandmother and grandfather basically told her and my father, you're you're going to marry each other. (laughs) You know, you you. That's just how they did it back then. You're going to bring this baby in the world as a married couple. And so I think they loved each other, but um, maybe they they didn't know, it, you know, they. I don't think they were compatible. You know, my father had a lot of issues. Um, mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. of my aunts said he was spoiled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, my mother told me later in life that, you know, my father was very abusive towards her, physically really abusive. Okay. And so uh, that's why she she left him when I was when I was a baby. And so um, because he was not only abusive towards her, but he was he was uh, even in his spanking of my 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 brother. He was too rough. Mm. So it was it was crossing the line of abuse with that. I'm sure that wasn't his intention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved my father. I spent summers with my father and he used to whoop our little tails um, and I didn't feel abused, um, physically, but I, in retrospect, I know that he was not, uh, he, he committed suicide at 29. So he was not mature, 28 or 29. He, he wasn't mature enough to be everything that we needed him to be as a father, but he did his best. And so I'm okay with that. Um, um, so my mother had, my me and my brother so later on you know she had um two other children by my stepfather so um combine them with my between my mother and my stepfather even he had children i have eight total is you know his children um my mother's children with him and then my mother's children with my father there's eight of us and then my father had two other daughters and they're in Memphis. So I have nine siblings. It's 10, 10 of us total. Steps, halves, 
whatever whole <laughs> right. brothers and sisters we love each other and exactly. that's all that matters <laughs> exactly so you didn't know um you didn't know the other siblings or how did that how did that all come up yeah yeah that's interesting so <clears throat> so my two sisters by my father i i knew like through rumor through the rumor mill kind of i knew of one um that uh i think he was messing around with some woman or something and they had a baby she i'm playing with her and all this but it's, it's <laughs> secret because she think her daddy is her daddy it's not her daddy it's my daddy that kind mm. of thing mm. and then um in my in right before my father died he dated a woman and they had a baby together so i remember that sister and i remember uh at his funeral you know in the talks that there was a baby and i don't know if, i can't remember if she was at the funeral or not but i know she was a small baby at that time mm. so um i didn't over the years and and i was 11 so let's put this in context i was 11 when he died so um over the years i thought about you know i have these sisters i don't know where they are i don't know how to reach them you know, and those kind of things. And so, but I had a desire. I had a desire to reach them. And so in October of um, 2008, I think, 2007 or 2008, I'm in the Smoky Mountains. I'm, I think it was 2008 because my ex-husband and I are having problems. I'm, you know, we're on the rocks at this mm -hmm. point. And, um, and I took the kids up to the Smoky Mountains with one of my girlfriends. We had a daughter. And I can remember sitting out on the um, on the deck one night, just looking out at the trees and the mountains and praying that no bears came out. And just, <laughs> I'm serious. Because <laughs> it's a bear country. Oh, and um, and I'm, I just, it came over me. And I was just like, I really want to, I want to find my sisters. That was just I wanted to find my sisters and it was in the fall. So it was like October, early October. And I was like, I want, I want to find my sisters. And I just made a wish almost, you know, to the stars. And, uh, cause it was, I was out there at night. And then, uh, I got an invitation, uh, maybe a, the following week or maybe it was the party week. I don't know, but it was mm -hmm. around that time. I got an invitation from my uncle, my mother's brother who taught school in Memphis. Mm. And he wanted me to come. Uh, I was a I was a principal at a school in Huntsville, Alabama, but I also did, you know, motivational speaking and youth speaking and all those kind of things mm -hmm. on the side. And so he wanted me to come and speak to their eighth grade uh, honors class or whatever. And so I took off one day and went up there. But while I was there, I kept saying, "I want to find my sisters." And I was like, "Um, I know one of them's name is Stella." I, can't, I don't know the other one's name and I'm just flipping through my books and he was just like, I can't help you. I'm just flipping through, you know, back then we had Rolodex. Right. And I'm right. just flipping. I don't know who to look for. My Rolodex is full. I don't know who to look for. Right? right. I know Stella. I can't find her name and I'm just looking. So I finally just give up and um, I go to the school and I was just, you know, because I, I got there a day early to find them and spend some time with them before I had to speak because once I spoke, uh, was going to speak i was going to be headed back home so mm -hmm. long story short i get to the school that morning and this is one of the poorest zip codes in in memphis and i get to the school that morning and i park right in front of the school i wasn't gonna park on the side roads or anything. <laughs> right and um i go in because i like to go in and when I got to speak somewhere, I like to get there early so I can see where I'm going to stand, how the people are going to see me, how I'm going to see them, can I engage with them, what am I working with? Mm -hmm. And so I got there a little early, so I'm sitting out in the um, in the auditorium, not on the stage, I'm just out in the auditorium, just waiting for the people to come in and waiting for them to come in and tell me where I need to sit and all that. And mm -hmm. so parents are starting to come because it's an awards program where the kids are being recognized. And uh, one lady comes in with a little boy uh, about two years old and um, they're sitting a few rows ahead of me. And he keeps looking back at me. And I was like, <laughs> and he's like, then turn around, act like he didn't see me to hear, look, his head over, see, he's just flirting with me, right? They're blowing kisses down. I mean, he would never come to me. And so the students start coming in. 
uh, a teacher comes up, escorts me to the stage, and I'm sitting on the stage with maybe three or four other students who may be, uh, you know, uh, school government organizations or the honor, uh, those with the highest honors or whatever it was. They were on the stage with me. So I get up and I speak. And in my speech, I share that um, my father um, committed suicide and and it was back during the Obama era. And I'm telling them, listen, Obama's not going to land a helicopter on top of this building and save you. You got to learn how to save yourself. You got to get mm. education. I'm just talking, you know, but I, but I shared a little bit of my story about it. And so um, after the fact, I go to, they have refreshments. So I go up with the parents and have refreshments, the little boy playing with me again or whatever. So uh, he still wouldn't come to me. So just when I was getting ready, I'm walking out the door of the school. I'm getting ready to get in the car and head back to Huntsville. And I literally lift my trunk up and take my shoes off to put some flip-flops on the drivers. I had on some heels. And when I let the trunk down, the little boy is running down the, um, running down the, the path to me. Like, Oh, you getting ready to go. Like now he wants to hug. Right. And he jumps up in my arms and I get him. And I was just like, Oh, you gotta play with me now. So I'm getting ready to go. And so then his mother says to me, you know, your story is a lot like mine. And I said, really? She said, yes. And she said, my father uh, killed himself too. And my mother said, you know, he probably had some problems because he was in, you know, Vietnam, the war and all these kind of things. And so he probably has had problems and, and that cause. I said, okay. She said, it's hard out here. You know, I'm staying with my mom right now. And she just went on with some some of her struggles. And again, I told you we're in a poor zip code in um, in Memphis. And so she had walked um, to the school. And and she and I was like, okay. And I talked to her and I hugged her. And I said, it's going to be okay. So she, she walks off. And I said, hey, miss. And she said, yeah. I said, what's your name? I said, I like to pray. When I'm praying for people, I like to call them by name. And she said, Stella. I said, Stella? She said, yeah. And I said, Stella who? She gave me a name. I said, what's your daddy's name? Mm. And she said, Leon. I said, Leon Kelly? She said, yes. I said, Stella, I'm Nikki. And she just, because, you know, my name is, Nikki is my nickname, and that's what everybody knew me as in Memphis when I was going to Memphis. And that's what all the people, everything she had heard about me, she heard Nikki. She had no idea that my name was Cresslin. And uh, and then my my married name at that time was McGinnis. And so she knew Nikki, and she knew could probably identify with Kelly, but she didn't know a Cresslin or a McGinnis. So... Oh, at that time when she realized who I was and I realized who she, we cried and we just screamed and hollered in the middle of the street and hugged and kissed each other. And uh, we were just in total disbelief. And I was like, what do you mean? I was just taking everything out of my purse. I would have given her the clothes off my back just to know that I had found my younger, one of my younger sisters. And we started talking about the other sister and then, uh, which they had two different mothers, right? So- Mm -hmm. It took me a while to connect with them. And so um, I I called my uncle. I was like, you're not going to believe this. And he was like, so I told him, he's like, well, come back in. Y'all come back into school. So we, I, she and I and the little boy, we went back to school, went up to his class. And he said, she said, that was my daughter, your niece that gave you your gift on stage. What so, you think? Gave me Pretty the gift. Gave me the thank you in the gift of my niece. Wow. And so my uncle called, so my uncle had found her. So by the time we got back into school, my niece was coming in school, coming to meet us too. And she's like, You're my auntie, really? You're 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 my auntie? And I was like, Yeah. She's like, When am I coming to see you? I said, I hope y'all can come for Thanksgiving. And this was like in November already. Yeah. So my uncle brought them to Huntsville for Thanksgiving. We had we spent Thanksgiving together that year and it was just ah, I can't even think about it. I it know. Was, I mean, you see amazing. me. You see me, right? It I'm was so emotional. Nothing short of a miracle. Nothing short of a miracle. And and that's when 
I knew that no matter what I was going through, because I was I was in the middle, uh, I wasn't quite in the middle of a divorce, but I was headed that way. And and just when God just showed me, baby, I'm with you. Exactly. I got you. He will never leave you. Nor forsake. Forsake. And, and he cares about what we care about. And he, he wants does. to give us our heart's desires. He does. You know, when they align with what he wants for us, he wants to give them to you. Absolutely. And so, yeah, it was a beautiful reunion. Absolutely. Let me share. Let me go back. <laughs> mm. This is very dear to me. Um, mm -hmm. And so, I typically don't cry on my show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't help it. I'm talking about, you know. But, you know, when it's so, con when it's that close to you, you know, you can't help. And I'm pretty sure I know that it touched my audience as well. But I want to go back. When you said that you were out that night looking at the stars and something, um, uh, you had a wish or a desire. Mm -hmm. I beg to differ. I, I can, can I just say how God operates? And we're not that brilliant to put thoughts in our own mind like that. Mm -hmm. I I I want to acknowledge that that was God. Oh, for sure. For putting, sure. Putting yeah. that seed yeah. in you to, Absolutely. you know, because he wants to get the glory in our story. And this is nothing short of a who wouldn't serve a God like this moment. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. It was just uh, uh, the way it was worded, but I am crystal clear yeah. over where the desire come, comes from. All yeah. of my desires uh, that have have to do with bringing good to the world only Absolutely. comes through him. So I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and how he can only orchestrate two people coming together from Huntsville to Timbuktu. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't care if they're in Africa or in Europe or China and yeah. Alabama. When, when God is in it, which he is in the midst of everything, and he knows what we need when we need it. Mm -hmm. He knows how to connect. He knows how to answer prayers. Yeah. When he knew that you had that desire. Right. He will give you the desires of your heart. Absolutely. Yes. And so that is, whoo, I got chills. Mm. That is just so, so, so good. He is so, such an awesome God. He, he is. is. Such an awesome God like that. And he so is. for sure for sure when God is in the mix and mm -hmm. he's always mixing up something on our behalf. Mm -hmm. Always. Always. <laughs> in whatever circumstance or situation that we come from or that we're going through or that we're going to, he's always in the mix. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's been, that's my account anyway. I mean, that's my testimony. For I was sure. sharing with somebody one day uh, about just God's goodness. I was just like, he's so good to me. And they said, well, what about the people that um, they're not getting what they want? And I was like, I can only speak for me. I can only speak for me. Exactly. You know, and, um, and so in that moment, I feel like that person was saying she was speaking for other people, but maybe speaking for herself. Mm -hmm. Because you can't speak for anybody else. It's a it's a personal relationship. Come on now, come on now. Personal relationship. Absolutely. And so I'm just so glad that he even gave me the wisdom to say that because yes. normally I would have wanted to try to figure that out and have yes. a discussion and convince her of something different than what she was thinking. Yes. And it just the Holy Spirit just came over and said, I, and that's what came out of my mouth. Yes. I can only speak for what He's doing for me. Exactly. Exactly. And we, you know, along the way, we can just encourage others to mm -hmm. let them know, you know, you have to be 
in tune and you have to pay attention when he's speaking to you because he's always speaking. Like when you had the desire, you know, to find your siblings, Mm -hmm. that's him speaking to you and through you because he knew that he was going to make that Holy Ghost connection. Yes. He knew that. Yes. And so we just have to be obedient and play our part. Absolutely. Yes. He bought it together. I mean, I couldn't find the phone number. I couldn't find the name. I didn't know where to start. He just put place to me. He helped me to be obedient and say, yeah, I'll come and speak to the kids. I don't even think I got paid for the thing. I just did it as a favor, you know, for my uncle. And um, I was just like, yeah, I took off a whole day of work and, and, and went in and did it, you know? Wow. And I'm so glad I did. I know. I know. I'm so excited <laughs> too. And I know that, you know, we um we mastermind together. And yeah. so great minds think alike. And I love uh talking with you on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, you know, being able to share different uh business ideas and business strategies and uh things of that nature because God has, you know, placed that he we are blessed. We are truly, truly, truly blessed. Absolutely. And um, I, when I, our aunt told me, because I don't believe I was there um, another time that you were speaking and she, you shared your story and she was, um, she shared your story with me. And I was like, yeah, I, I got to hear that story. Yeah. And I remember you telling me the story and I'm boohooing. <laughs> when I heard it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you got to come and share that." That's definitely a who wouldn't serve a God like this moment. So I, I want to um, share with our audience today: whatever you're going through, whatever you need, whatever you, whatever dots you're trying to connect, give it to God first, and be in tune when He listens and moves. You might not even know why you're moving in a certain direction. He's always working it out for your good. Always. Always. So as we get ready to wrap up, is there anything else that you want to share with our audience today? Oh, wow. Um, There's nothing too hard for God. Um, No matter, you know, what life has presented. First of all, Let's let go of the fantasy that life is supposed to be perfect and mm. supposed to feel good all the time. Mm. Everything about life is ebb and flow. The trees are beautiful in the fall. They die in the winter. That's a yes. season. They have to be cut and pruned so they may grow more beautifully in the spring. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's life. Life is life. And, and things happen in life. And I'm not minimizing anything that has happened to anybody that you feel that you may feel like is too much to bear. But I can promise you that if you surrender it and give it to God and trust him with it, you can find the silver lining in this. And there is always a silver lining. It just depends on if you have the glasses on to Mm. find it. A lot of us want to keep on the dark glasses. We want to stay in victim mode. We want to stay uh, in the in our you know pain. That sometimes we can't see God because we're so ca- caught up in the knot of our pain. And so we can just at any time just surrender and say, God, I give you permission to untie this knot so that I may see you and see the blessing that I can get in this, to see yes. the lesson I can get into it out of this and to see who I am to become because of this. Yes. I mean, all things are possible with Amen. God. Amen. 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 And with all the traumatic things that you, you have experienced in your life. Yeah. You could have, we could have went so many different ways. It, it Poverty, single mother, Everything you name it, you Come name on, it, yes. you may you name it. And I'm doing this research now on you know the trauma that black women go through as a result of 
uh, being physically or sexually abused. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but there are some things that even as a family in the black community that we need to do differently in order to protect black women, the numbers are so high Mm. and, um, and yet they, women are pressured from their own community and their own family members to sweep things under the rug, to not discuss it. Don't report this person to the police. Mm. This doesn't mean us any good and all those kinds of things. And, and, and as a result of that, uh, people are not getting the therapy they're not getting the help that they need because Mm -hmm. there is something therapeutic about being able to disclose what happened to you and so when we don't talk about we when we don't get the trauma out we eat it we digest Mm. it and our body becomes sick and we become Mm. cranky and mean and irritated and frustrated and we don't know what's going on then all of a sudden after blue one day we get an anxiety attack we have depression and we can't figure out what it is it's the trauma baby Mm. Mm. let it go because the truth shall set you free absolutely 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 it will do it trust me that is the whole reason for what you know what we're doing today is sharing because the word of god says that we are overcome by the blood of the lamb and through the word of our testimony testimony. yes yes and so that means overcome that means that you're defeating the enemy yeah yeah and let me say this too because i'm doing this research and because i plan to raise awareness for the rest of my life yeah i don't hate black men i love them that's right he's not just black in his race he's black in color yes Yes. I, love, I have sons. Yeah. And, and I I don't want to see people go to jail, but I'm not willing to spare people at the expense of a soul being shattered by mm. a woman's soul being shattered mm. because no one is holding anybody accountable. Come on now. We please and we stress, you know, love black men, but love black women. Women. She's the mother of all of us. Queen. She is the mother of all of you came here through a black woman. Exactly. And so there has to be a certain level of respect. There has to be a certain level of love uh, and honor just Amen. for the simple fact that you wouldn't be here had it not been for one. And I know it's some of us that need to learn some self-respect. Don't get me wrong. Exactly. But until... Exactly. Until all of us can get on that accord, mm-hmm. still as a man or a woman or boy or girl, we got to love, honor, and respect the black woman because that's how we got here. Amen. Amen. Speak the truth. Ain't that right, Mary Jack? <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Mary Jack. But yes, <laughs> I'm telling you, that was 100% fact. Got to do it. Yes. Got to do it. That's the that's the foundation. That's and but you have to be willing to go back mm-hmm. and dig up the root of the cause of why you are doing the things that you are doing. That's you know? what therapy does. That's what therapy. Now I'm a coach, even though my degree is in psychology i'm not going to school to be a therapist i am a coach so you go to the therapist to work on the past you come to me when you get ready to work on your future right come on okay. now and, and i have i have clients that do both at the same time they're with the mm-hmm. therapist and they also have the coach uh yes. but that's what a, that's what a therapist is for and there are so many out there that are good so. absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. so get help yes get help and then, you know, we can coach you through the rest of the stuff. Yeah, we'll coach you to your future. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Yes, Lord. All day long, every day. Yes. So I love it. I love it. I love it. So there are three questions. Is there anything that you else you would like to share before we go in and wrap it up in, into the three questions? No, that's it. Okay. All right. So 
I always have three questions that I ask my guests. All right, are you ready? I guess. <laughs> I better be. <laughs> Holy Spirit. Right, right. You got it. Trust me, you got it. All right, so question number one. What are you most grateful for? I am most grateful for my relationship with the Father. I love the Lord. I love him. And he loves me. Yes. And the only way I know that is through our relationship. And That's just, right. um, yeah, we've been together. We've been rocking this thing. I know that we've been right now. We're all rocking it with him. But I know. And right. I have known that we're rocking this thing for at least 40-something years. I can remember as a little girl sitting on my bed with my Bible in my lap before mm -hmm. highlighters were made with an orange crayon and highlighting the scripture. Come on now. So I, 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 that's what I'm most grateful for. I'll say relationships in the layers is with God, myself, with my husband, my children, and with everyone else. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Great answer. Great answer. <laughs> Question number two. What is your definition of peace? Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> I just read about a covenant of peace in Isaiah 54 mm -hmm. today. Come on now. Um, my definition of peace is confidence. Well, really, the first word that came to my mind was alignment. Mm -hmm. Is when, when mm -hmm. I am fully aligned with what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, with how I'm feeling about me and the people around me when I am talking with the Father every day, like I'm following this pattern that brings me peace, then it's when I'm in that alignment that I experience the most peace. So mm -hmm. the absence of peace is like fear and hate and judgment and criticism for me. Mm -hmm. So I am at peace when I am just really flowing and accepting life as it comes and goes and not trying to be in control and mm. um, trying to control other people and trying to fix other people's life. But I'm in alignment because I'm focused on my mission on the earth and I'm I'm seeking yes. out space in everything I do. So yes. that's what peace looks like in my life. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Great answer. Great answer. Question number three. Okay. All right. So what are some things that you do to maintain your sense of peace? Okay. So whether it's daily routines, uh, what are the, some of the things that you would like to recommend or share with our audience today that will help them move and get on to a path of letting go of the broken pieces mm -hmm. of your past and help move them forward into a life of peace? Because you know my my Facebook group is yeah. broken pieces to peace, so we got to help move them from that um, that state of brokenness into mm -hmm. a life of peace. So, what are some of the things? You um, know, <laughs> one of the biggest lies is when you know better, you do better. Mm. That's the biggest lie floating. Mm. Okay. Okay, explain that. Elaborate on that. Because we we all know to do. If we want to lose weight, we know what we need to do. We don't do it. If we want to get a man. We know what we're supposed to do, but we don't do it. Mm. If we want a promotion, we know we need what we need to do, but we don't do it. Mm. So peace comes from closing the knowing and the doing gap. Come on now. It comes from closing the knowing and the doing gap. When you know that God is speaking to you every day and saying. I want you to get up 30 minutes early and come on in the study and spend time with me. Mm. When you feel that little nudge in you to say, uh, that skirt, mm, just easy when it's been too tight, too soft. Because if you wear it, you're going to be pulling. You ain't going to have peace because you're going to be pulling and sometimes mm. close the knowing in the doing gap. Woo. Do what you know. Come and on the now. Spirit is speaking to us all the time about what mm. to do. Mm. Don't second guess yourself because that's what turns into self-betrayal. You feel that intuition inside oh. of you, the Holy Spirit inside of you, calling you and telling you to do certain things. Do it. Yes. 
that's what and that's what I try to do. I'm not always successful, but it right. is a practice that I employ on a regular basis. I had this idea like, oh, I need to do yoga. So mm-hmm. I've been doing the yoga until I get a different message. I'm mm-hmm. doing yoga most mornings. I get up and I stretch my body and I'm feeling mm-hmm. good. You know, just what what I mean, we set our intentions, right? So we can get up in the daytime and say, okay, Lord, this is what I want to accomplish today. But every now and then the Holy Spirit will take you on a detour. Be obedient. When you have a plan for your day, set your intentions. But when your day has a plan for you, you better follow that plan. Come on now. Because when the when God starts maneuvering, then we gotta we gotta be on his plan. But I say the way to peace is to close the knowing and the doing gap. When you know that you're supposed to be doing something, then just do it and you will have peace. Period. Hallelujah. <laughs> so what are some of the things that you do daily? Like uh, daily yeah. routines? Oh man. I get I stretch or do yoga. I exercise. Um, so I do yoga and or exercise uh probably four or five times a week. Mm-hmm. Um read my Bible. If I don't read my Bible, I'll listen to something spiritual on my phone. I take a lot of baths, not showers. Oh, they do it. Yeah, but I immerse myself in the tub because it's something I take. I take most days, most weeks I take a bath seven times a week. (laughs) So I can't say I take a bath five times a dig in the shower. Yeah, I'll take a shower every now and then, but I take baths because that's a time for me to slow down and be with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to, you know, I'm slow about putting my lotion on and all mm-hmm. that. So one of the things I try to get up early enough for me to ease in my day, not not late enough so I have to rush, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but early enough to ease in my day so that I can center myself and be very settled and I can hear. Because yes. we can't when we are rushing and we're procrastinating and we're putting things off and we're not doing what we know we need to do, then that's how we kind of get caught up in the whole whirlwind of the day. So reading, meditating, praying, exercising. I say the Lord's Prayer every day. Yes, Lord. I say the Lord's Prayer every day and every night. Every Mm -hmm. day and every night. Amen. Um, Yeah. And then I just try to you know, I've had health issues in mm-hmm. the past, and uh, God has blessed me. I don't have any major health issues, but I try mm-hmm. to do my part with the Lord. I try to eat healthy, amen. <laughs> amen. Know, as much as I, as much as I can. Amen, amen. And Anything I fast. You- I fast a lot. So that's what some people don't know. It's just that once a week I fast at twenty-four to forty hours at least once a week. Mm. That's good. To reset my body, to give my digestion, my digestive system time to relax. Mm. Um, and so that I can be clear. So on the days that I choose to do that, I make it a heavy work day because when I don't eat, I am so clear and focused. You know, food is overrated. It really yeah. is. And we yeah. eat a whole lot more than we need. Mm. So, But it's helped me uh, lose the you know, 30 pounds that I had been holding on to for a minute. I was able to get rid of that. And so I was obedient. I closed the knowing and the doing gap. (laughs) (laughs) Want to do it and give you benefits along the way. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Very good. This has been so rich. Thank you. Oh, rich. I enjoyed this interview thoroughly. I enjoyed sure. it too. Thank you. Absolutely. You are so welcome. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to connect with Dr. Cresslin, you can go to her website, www.drcresslin.com, or you can uh, reach out to her via email, which is uh, cresslin1 at gmail.com, or you can reach out to her on Facebook as well at Cresslin Kelly Ellis. So do you have any um, events that you have coming up or any speaking engagements or anything that you want them to show up to or connect? No, I don't. Um, Of course, you know about the Black CEO uh, event that's coming up. So I'll Mm -hmm. be a keynote speaker there and Mm -hmm. putting on a workshop. So um, 
you know, if you want to know more about that event, I guess just go to blackceo.com. Um, mm-hmm. But no, not right now. I'm focused on finishing up this dissertation and in this research, making sure that it is top notch and uh, getting my life back. <laughs> absolutely. 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 Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you, Mary J. Thank you for tuning in. And all my other audience, thank you so much for tuning in as well. Thank you, Dr. Kresslin. You know, I love you to pieces. I love you too. I love Girl. you more. <laughs> Absolutely. This has been a, such a joy and uh, a beautiful experience that will go down in history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity to share. I hope somebody's blessed. Absolutely. I'm sure they were. I know that they were. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it. Go ahead and uh, show some hearts in the chat box. Let us know that you enjoy the uh, interview and We look forward to seeing you back here in the morning where I read the entire Bible. We read the entire Bible in 365 days, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then meet me back here uh, next week for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This? Where I will have another phenomenal guest sharing their incredible testimony. And yeah, we look forward to seeing you back here if it's the Lord's will. Thank you again so much for tuning in and bye for now.